I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson with another important warning. What do you have for us today, Vicki? Hi, Patty. Well, today I'm going to go in a different direction, and this is based on a phone call that I got recently from a very concerned woman whose sister-in-law had gotten caught up in a romance scam. And this woman was asking for help. She said, what can I do to try and dissuade her? She is sending this guy a lot of money. And Patty, we talk so much about the kinds of scams that we know are happening here in Santa Barbara and nationwide, but we've never really talked about how we can help someone who's been the victim of a scam. Now, there's a good article in the AARP Fraud Watch Network that discusses this particular topic. I know that I've learned while doing this show that there can be serious psychological consequences for someone who's been victimized by a scammer. Absolutely. And as you know, I talk to a lot of these victims on my fraud hotline and many of them, it's so surprising, many of them say the same thing, which is, I can't believe that this happened to me. And they experience lots of emotions from shame to embarrassment to despair to hopelessness. It's it's quite tragic, really. Right. And I'm sure it shakes a victim's confidence. And, you know, they don't think they can trust themselves anymore. In addition to that, we know that a lot of people aren't even reporting these scams. Is that because of embarrassment? Absolutely. That's a very common emotion. And it's also because of fear. Older victims in particular are afraid that if they admit to their loved ones that they lost a lot of money to a scam, that this happened to them, they might lose their financial independence. Their relatives might want to take over and take charge. And this is especially true if they lost a lot of money. So fear is a big factor. How can we help a loved one who reports being victimized by a scammer? Well, the operative word really is support. Let's take the grandparent scam since that one is so common and we've all heard about it. Yeah, that's when the grandparent gets a frantic call from someone claiming to be a grandchild. And in these days, you know, artificial intelligence can even make it actually sound like a grandchild. Anyway, usually the message says that they've been in an accident or they need money to post bail. That's right. And of course, the grandparent getting this call is operating out of fear and panic, especially if the voice they hear sounds exactly like the voice of their grandchild. So they do what they're being asked to do, which is send the money and they get it off fast. Some family members, when they find out what happened, might be prone to react by saying or implying, how could you be so stupid? Wow, that's especially heartbreaking when they really thought they were helping to save their grandchild. And instead of being the hero, they're being blamed. That's right. And it's absolutely the worst thing that you can do. Blaming the family member can make the victim clam up and not tell their story. And this can lead to serious depression and despair. So the best strategy, as you implied is not to think about what they did wrong, but what was their intent? They were trying to help a family member. Or maybe if they were victims of the lottery scam, they were trying to accumulate some wealth so they could pass it on to their families or help a family member in need. 
So their intent was obviously good. They just got conned into making a bad decision. Yes. And as I have said before, any of us can be scammed. These scammers are so professional at what they do. They are such good psychologists that none of us should be looking around and saying, well, this would never happen to me. It could happen to anybody. So the best strategy is to listen and to listen with compassion. And Patty, I spend a lot of time doing that on my fraud hotline. The victim feels badly enough. Piling on the blame doesn't help. But I have found that if you listen and if you listen with compassion, they will end up feeling not so badly about themselves. Well, and you're very good at that, Vicki. Even when we have had people on our show sharing their stories, you're always very compassionate. So that's a good tip, just to listen with compassion and avoid saying things like, well, that was obviously a scam. What were you thinking? Exactly. And the better thing to do really is to try and gain trust and learn more about what actually happened. So ask open-ended questions and really listen and find out how the scammer approached this person and what the scammer said to arouse their emotions, especially their fears. Right. And we've learned that over and over again, that scammers are such good psychologists and they really know how to play into someone's fears and then push them for immediate action. That is almost always the case. And they try to do it before the victim has time to think rationally or call someone for advice. That's right. And keep in mind, these con artists are professional. As I've said many times, anyone can get scammed. So the best strategy is really to work with the victim. In other words, be proactive. Think of the future. Work with the victim to put protection in place so this doesn't happen again. In other words, just don't dwell on the mistakes of the, the past. Yeah. And were there specific suggestions on how to help safeguard someone who has fallen victim to a scam? Absolutely. And of course, by doing this, you're also going to make the victim think that they're doing something positive. So number one, help the victim set up a new phone number and email address if the scammer approached them in that method. Set tighter social media privacy settings so not anybody can get through, just friends and family members that are designated. And if they have been scammed and if their bank was involved, help the victim contact their bank and their credit card companies if those institutions have in fact been compromised. Also help them to do things like change their passwords and their PIN numbers. And finally, help them to contact credit reporting agencies to put a freeze on their account. Vicki, such great advice. But all of these things can be unbelievably time-consuming and absolutely overwhelming. If a senior has someone who's willing to sit down and sort it all out with them, I imagine that's extremely comforting. That's really true, Patty. I mean, this can take hours, days, weeks to put all of these things in place. It's really time-consuming and it requires you to tell your story over and over and over again which is so embarrassing. So this kind of help is just invaluable if you are willing to not blame the victim, but to sit down with the victim, to listen to them and say, okay, what can we do to protect you so this doesn't happen again? And another strategy is to ask the senior if they would like to have a family member added as a trusted contact person on their investment and their bank accounts. Oh, such great advice. What about helping someone to report the scam to the appropriate authorities? 
That is very important and also extremely helpful both for the victim and for law enforcement. The victim may run into all kinds of barriers when they're trying to make a report. Where do they report? What do they report? Especially if they've already gone to local law enforcement to hear that there's not much that can be done. So by helping the victim make a report to the FBI through ic3.gov or to the Federal Trade Commission through ftc.gov, the victim will feel like they have done something useful, which may not help them get their money back, but may help these agencies uncover a fraud trend so that they can warn others. Yeah, that's so very important. Well, if you'd like to speak to Vicki in person, as she said, she will listen with compassion. And you may want to share your story on Scam Squad, but either which way, she will be there to talk to you. Would you give the fraud hotline number, Vicki? Absolutely. It's area code 805-568-2442. I'll say it again, 805-568-2442. And I'd like to add one other place to call. Remember to call the AARP Fraud Watch Network Helpline, which is 877-908-3360. And this particular phone number, this particular organization does a lot of things. First of all, they give tips on how to spot a scam so you won't be taken in next time. They give you concrete steps to avoid fraud, actions to take if you have experienced fraud, resources, places to go. They will also give you emotional support from peers who have experienced fraud. They put together peer support groups. They will also give guidance to families concerning that loved one that's being targeted by a scammer. And they'll tell the families things similar to what we've talked about in this particular recording so that the family member knows how to deal with this particular victim. And they will also help the person make referrals to law enforcement and other agencies that investigate fraud. So this is a phone call that is worth making. It's a great resource and they can offer a lot of help to a scam victim. I'm so glad that they're doing that. If you found this advice useful, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or your podcast. Thank you so much. Take care.